Thank you for joining us at Christchurch Dunstable. Now on with our daily devotions. Welcome back to our Bite Size Psalms, the daily devotions. Now, before we get stuck in today's psalm, I want to give you an update on what's going on with these daily devotions. So prepare yourself for a public service announcement. This is a public service announcement. The day of devotion started last March when the first lockdown began, and we've continued um, through that time nearly every weekday um, over the last 15 months. But now we're coming out of lockdown as lockdown eases, we're able to restart more, our time is being used up in different places. And so we're going to be reducing those, um, the frequency of those devotions to just Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be aware of that when you tune in on Tuesday or Thursday that you will, you will not find a new one. But why not make use of some of the older ones that you might have missed out and just catch up with those ones. But we're going to be continuing with these videos on Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on YouTube, on the church um, websites and also on the podcast. So if you're listening, keep listening. Now back to our regularly scheduled Bible ministry. So we're continuing with these bite-sized psalms, and today we're taking a big bite out of Psalm 58. But in our reading plan, Psalm 58 covers both Monday and Tuesday, so we'll do them both together. Now this is an intense psalm. The language is very strong, it's vivid, and quite shocking, really. Now I want to tell you that to prepare you, and the why such strong language is being used is because we're talking about justice being brought against the unjust leaders in authority. And that misuse of power is a very serious thing indeed. So let's pray and then we'll read the psalm. Father God, we thank you that we can read this psalm. Some psalms aren't as, as pleasing to us, but we know that they are good for us. We have to take the whole of God's word. You have spoken to us and you have revealed yourself to us. And we know that you are a God that loves justice. You're a God that loves to see people helped, especially those that are in need. So help us as we read this, help us to understand your heart and help us to have the same heart. Amen. This is what the psalm says. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you, do you judge people with equity? No, in your heart you devise injustice and your hands meet out violence on the earth. Even from birth the wicked go astray. From the womb they are wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears, that will not heed the tune of the, of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. Break the teeth in their mouth, O God. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrow fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along, like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be dry or green, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. Now we can't avoid the fact that this psalm is a violent psalm. When I first read this psalm, I noticed something that tickled me. In the superscription, the small letters at the top that gives the context of the psalm, we read, for the director of music, to the tune of, do not destroy. 
But then what do we see in verse 6? We see David calling on the Lord to break the teeth of the evil ones in their mouths, to tear the fangs of the lions, still referring to the same people. David wants them to vanish. He wants them to be like a slug that melts away. Now, if you've ever poured salt on a slug, you might be able to imagine that. It's very cruel. And the most shocking illustration of all is the last. May they be like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. These are incredibly bold and disturbing images, aren't they? I wonder how they make you feel as, as you heard them read or as you imagine them, in, imagine them in your mind. So what is going on? Why is David reacting in such a strong way? Well, the key to all of this is to go back to verse 1 and to see what he's talking about. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge, do you judge people with equity? No. In your heart you devise injustice, and your hands mete out violence on the earth. And we begin to um, understand as we consider the issues that David is presenting, and what a big deal it is. This psalm is directed at rulers, those in authority over other people, those who judge others and must make decisions that will affect others around them. And certainly these decisions will impact their lives. And David is asking them if they are actually fair and just. And he knows the answer. And the answer is no, they are not. The rulers he is addressing are planning injustice in their hearts. And they are causing violence and war on the earth. And what does that mean? That means that people are getting hurt because of what they are deciding. From the rest of the Bible, we understand that anyone in authority has a great deal of responsibility. And as such, they are accountable to God for how they use that responsibility. How have they treated those that they are responsible for, the people under their care? And all through the law of God, through the Proverbs in the New Testament, we see instructions for those in authority, whether it's parents or kings or employers or even church leaders. Romans 13 verse 1 tells us that God establishes rulers and authorities for our good. They are put in positions of power for this intention that the people under them may thrive. Now, as the great Stan Lee, who, in, who discovered or invented Spider-Man, tells us, with great power comes great responsibility. God put people into power so that they may serve the people they are ruling over. But in Psalm 58, we see that instead of helping their people and causing them to grow and thrive, we see crooked leaders exploiting their people, causing injustice and causing hurt. When such a ruler makes an unjust decision, who is, who is the one that suffers? Well, it's the people under them. Pain, grief, financial worry, the loss of jobs, the lack of food or basic resources for the people. The list could be endless. And while this, all this goes on in, the, in the, the people below, it seems that those that made those decisions remain unaffected. Not every time, but very often. And so no wonder the reaction is so strong. We see the same strong reaction in the French Revolution in the 18th century. Over several years of failed crops, the French aristocracy were still living like kings while the rest of the population were starving. There's a famous quote attributed to Mary Antoinette. Upon being told that the people had no bread, she said, let them eat cake or let them eat brioche, if you want to be more 
precise. Now, whether it really was her that said it or somebody else, the message is clear, isn't it? There was a complete divide between the ruling classes and the working classes. One suffered and died while the others lounged around in palaces. The normal everyday people under their care were suffering. David sees the same thing in the situation presented in Psalm 58. And he cries out saying, no, this is not okay. And he turns to the Lord for justice against those leaders who have caused so much pain for their own profit. We can be thankful that the Lord is a just God and that God will indeed bring justice on the unjust leaders. God cannot ignore injustice. He deals with it. It might be after they have died when they enter his presence, but he will deal with it. We see that this in the final verses. It says, then people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. God must judge fairly because that is who he is in his nature. But also, if he didn't judge fairly, then he would dishonour himself. And he, he's not going to do that. He is a God that loves justice. So we can be confident that indeed he will uphold justice on that terrible day of judgment. We, you and I, do not need to bring about this justice on our own in a, in a violent way. We don't need to take up weapons that would cause harm. But what we can do is take up the greatest weapon of prayer and pray for our leaders that their hearts would be turned from corruption where there is corruption and that they would turn and benefit those that are under their care but also that they would turn to the Lord and seek his forgiveness for those things that they have done wrong that they too might be saved and forgiven for the mistakes they have made just as you and I have if we have come to the Lord Jesus for forgiveness so pray for the government, pray for the queen, but also pray for your employers. Pray for the parents in the church and please pray for your pastors. Because while we are not rulers of men in the same way as kings are, the Lord has put us into this position of authority in the church that we might teach and lead the church in the way the Lord would have them go. We need to serve the Lord. And we want to serve you in doing that. And we want to see you thrive. There's been far too many news stories coming out recently of failed Christian leaders who were filled with sin. Pray that we would not fall into those same mistakes. James 3 verse 1 says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Now Paul isn't talking about primary school teachers. He's talking about the teachers and leaders of the church who, who will be judged more strictly because they are the ones that are to teach and train and lead people in the way that the Lord would have them go. And it's a serious thing to lead people astray. So pray for us, pray for your home group leaders, anyone else, the, the, the people leading the children's work as they teach the children the word of God, that they would seek to live God-honouring lives, preaching the word of God, exalting him as they go. As we end this, let's turn our mind to the positive, shall we? We know that this psalm is a song. It's, a, it's the psalms of the songbook of the Bible. And we can so often see Jesus in the psalms, can't we? But in this one, it's very hard to see Jesus represented 
especially if we think of the rules that are being described. Jesus is completely the opposite. And even if we could see Jesus in this, Jesus will be the ones that will be saying these words. Indeed, these words are quite familiar to those found in Revelation 19. You can look it up in your own time, as because we see there the great warrior bringing justice among the nations. But one thing that is certain, this psalm leaves us longing for a better ruler, for a greater king, someone who is just, for a perfect ruler. And that ruler can be found in none other than Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the one the pastors seek to follow the example of. He is the one we should look to for how we should treat our children, our employees under us, those that we have responsibility for. Even if you're a friend giving advice, look to Jesus and follow his example because he is the ruler to be the ruler over all rulers. So let's follow him because he is our guide and is the one that leads us. This is a tough psalm, but it points us to a ruler that is better let us worship him and be like him through his grace. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you have told us this, this bluntly. We thank you that you are not blind to the injustices of the world. And we ask, Lord, that you would indeed bring about peace and, and prosperity to all those that are suffering under corrupt leaders. Help people to prosper and thrive. But we also think of the church here. May you protect this church from unjust leaders. Help the leaders here to continually seek to follow you, to learn how to serve you before they learn how to, how to serve the people you put under them. We pray you'd help us do this day by day. Protect us and lead us. Help us as we continue our lives for your glory. Amen. Well, we'll see you on Wednesday for the next instalment of the Psalms. we Psalm 59. We look forward to seeing you there. Bye now. Thank you for listening to our Christchurch Dunstable podcast. Tune in every weekday to listen to our daily devotions and why not visit our website, ccd.church, to find more resources. Christchurch Dunstable, bringing the hope of Christ from the heart of Dunstable.